Yeah, I'm recording again for lack of anything better to do because, um, yeah, well, life has been lack of anything better to do for a long time now. And um, the sad part about it is it's going to continue like that. But anyways, um, it's not really starting off where I left off, but it's just speaking my mind on every and anything, you know what I mean? Um, so much, so much miscommunication and so much misunderstanding from kinfolk. I like to attribute that to white supremacy. I like to attribute that to anything, but, you know, nobody likes hate. Nobody likes bitter. Nobody likes... I'm a little... Sometimes some people say I'm wild a little bit. I'm full of life. But I'm in a situation where I have to really be in a shell because I don't know what is going on. And all I can say is that I'm in a battle for now. You know what I mean? Um, I've come, first of all, let me address the issue of somebody who I hold dear in heart, even though from afar, you know, it's not like someone I know personally on a very, very close level, but I respect her as a person because directly or indirectly, I say she gave me a holler at a time when it didn't seem like I was going to be getting any kind of genuine light from someone. You know what I mean? So I respect her for that. But at the same time, too, I mean, if you're listening, you know who you are. Um, from what I got to hear, you are not listening. You don't hear everything I say. So sometimes I think I'm saying something and you're listening, but you are not. Maybe you are being, I'm being censored from you hearing me or, you know, something. I don't know. I don't know how it is where you are. Um, all I know is that I am basically somebody who everybody has a picture about. Who I really am, I'm, it's not what anybody knows or the public knows, you know. I'm not talking about who they used to know. I'm talking about who I am presently and trying to become every day and working at it, a better person, right? I'm not trying to be sympathetic or apologetic for anything. I know I do good in my heart. I try to be and stay that way. But it's just, it's kind of a blow when it seems like um, those who I really do, really do, really, really care about, we get in some kind of friction. And from where I am, this lady I'm talking about is somebody I actually wanted to have something with. But with all the confusion going on around me, I don't know who is saying what. When I say confusion, of course, I'm talking about between her, between my kinfolk and between white supremacy who are causing too many, too much problems. All right, um, wherever you are, I'll just, if you're hearing me or somehow you listen to what I'm saying, I pray that you get this message. I pray that um, you know that anything that was crooked was not for my part. I don't been pushed by people. I'm made to seem like it's you who is doing it or I'm being talked to in a different way. And it's disrespectful in a way that's reminiscent of the plantation owners. When I say plantation owners, I mean Pat Russell of Chef Shaw's Brooklyn, New York, Teddy Atlas of um, Staten Island, New York, and of course, their KKK dragon in chief, Donald Trump, who is the president of the United States. So if you hear that, I'd just like to say that um, I've been keeping it, and I am still keeping it 
100 with how do I meet you? How do I get something going with you? But everything, every lead they've been giving me has been to frustrate me. So I would kill, just to kill that appetite and drive to want you again. I've been to San Francisco, I don't know. At the, the last time I was at the hotel trying to see if you were there was like the fifth or sixth time. They reminded me that I didn't even know I'd gone that much. I, I lost count. You know, when they walked me out of the lobby, they told me it was five, I think five or six times. I, <laughs> I was shocked, like, oh, for real? I lost count. And that's just me when I'm, when I'm, like I say, when I'm in love with something, I get carried away. Every second minute. You call it obsession. I think obsession is an understatement. When I love something, it's love. It's like, you know, I find the in and out and I do it to the, to the utmost. I mean, I beat it out. Like, I go the whole route and over again. I mean, but, you know, that's just to address this issue of chasing and wanting to see you and still wanting to see you beyond any reasonable doubt. Anything you must have heard has been what they constituted to cause frustration in me to kill that desire for you. The girls they put around, the porno websites they put around and then engineer lost in me to go there in the libraries, in the places where they got Wi-Fi's, um, under the bridge, anywhere close to where they got the police. Of course, Pat Russell, and the police fraternal order into this. So they're still trying to cover up the implants they had in my head. They all conspired to put on my head. But um, that's what it is. I don't know how to send you a shout out. I don't know how to talk to you. From what I gathered today, like I repeat again, they said you're not really getting all my messages. So however it is, you know, I, I come in your page, I see different things and I'm still wondering in my head like, I thought there was a possibility going somewhere. Later, it seemed like, well, like they say, when God is working, there's Lucifer working. You know what I mean? So I can't blame you for whatever your reservations are about me. Someone passed a certain time on the road and said, um, you were trying to send a message that I actually told you no twice or, and I played you thrice. My girl... I am not a whole... I can't ascribe myself as a human being right now. If you put choices in a questionnaire to tick what I am right now, I'll call myself a bot, a BOT, something that anyone could make an impute and manipulate, you know, like um, a software. I mean, I'm just played with right now. But... I guess it's a plea for understanding or a plea for clarity. Uh, that's talking to you, which I might still do in between this talkathon. Let me call it that. Let me go back to my black folks who, it seems we've had misunderstandings online. Um, the ice teas, the ice cubes, the, the, the Chuck D's, the MOPs, Billy Dan's, the TI's, um, the locks, we're talking about styles. I'm, I'm calling names now, so, you know, I'm not, it's not like maybe I'm going, I'm saying shit and nobody's getting me because the way it is right now, I'm a man on an island. When I mean an island, I'm saying I'm a man alone. Nobody comes near me. It's like I'm a plague. People want to send messages to me and they got to do it in Morse codes. What I mean is indirectly. And what they don't understand is 
when they're doing that, I'm still in a corner mentally where I'm trying to keep myself safe from too much negative, too many negativity, you know, too much negativity penetrating my perception. So most times you find me, you don't even know that 99% of the time I got headphones on. So I'm not listening to you. I'm not observing anything. I just want to go because most of the times, these imbeciles, when I say these imbeciles, I mean the three wise men, Donald Trump, Teddy Atlas, and Pat Russell, who are still running scared because of what they put in my brain. They constitute fights. They constitute, they're just trying to wreak havoc around me to make life one of a fight, a battle, a battle, you know, just stifle me mentally where I start hating every single person and every single thing around me. And um, when they do that long enough, I don't even receive light. I don't receive darkness. Everything looks the same to me. I'm addressing my black folks because I pass them on the road. They said, oh, I keep dodging and ducking from them. I keep running. First of all, from all the names that I've called online, which most people are conversant with, some of the artists, right? Even the Jay-Z's. Let me be direct right now in this statement. Even the Jay-Z's, even the... Um, anybody who seems they've gotten beef with me in the past. I don't know who is contacting you on my behalf. I don't know if I'm even contacting you, if I'm living in an alternate reality. And I think it's true, and I don't know it's false. But one thing you need to understand is you have animosity, you think, coming from me against you. One thing you need to ask yourself is, what's the boy up to? Yeah, I know I was a street guy. I won't, I'm not going front like I'm no saint. You know, I've done it. I've done all that life. I've blown money. I've lived hard. I've lived rough. I gave my life to God. It don't mean that I'm not still a human being. I'm still going to make mistakes. You know what I mean? Um, I've heard so many things about me out there. A whole lot of them I don't register with. Never have I ever registered with. From the gay talk to the terrorist talk to the... What's the other one they said? Um, what's the word? Pedophile talk to the transvestite talk to the retarded talk um, to the... If you say retarded, maybe... We're talking about after the accident where I'm finding it very hard to retain information because of how they got me injured in my brain before they transplanted, you know, their whatever, their chips, military, U.S. military chips on my brain. Uh, well, it's a large square. So like I'm saying, pardon me, I'm going to be shooting from all and on all corners because this ain't no write up. I'm not trying to be, you know, shiny suit man right here. I'm just doing it on the raw, informally. So I'll, I'm, I might be skipping from present to past and past to present. So bear with me. All I'm just trying to do is as long as anybody gets my point, that's all that matters. I don't care what form it looks or comes as. All this my kinfolk I've mentioned who are in the entertainment business and the ones around me here, um, they say I run away from them. I don't talk to them. Let me give you a close instance about what just happened now. My last podcast was talking about how I got that, how I got set up in the accident at um, Las Vegas. We've left there right now. Um, I don't want to pick up state to state. I will do that again in subsequent 
episodes. Let me put it like that. But it's just a nag in my heart that is going because, first of all, the nag in my heart was more about this girl who I'm really, really, really digging from Barbados. You know yourself. I'm not going to call your name so it don't look like I'm trying to get clout, you know, or sound like I know somebody. I'm nothing. I stay on my humble, you know. But I hope you do get my message. It's one of the reasons I got on the mic now because I feel so very bitter inside that um, I never did get to meet you because of the nonsense that they constituted here for my family and from Donald Trump himself. My family, because my family members were part of my setup, putting the mic in my mouth, like I mentioned before. My family, we believe in something that... Um, there's an ancient tradition that's going on in my family that's making my own pops want me to get married not far from home. If, I'm, if you understand what I'm saying, not far from home is me not getting out of family circle. I'm not going to go into that right now, but some people would understand. Those who know what I'm saying, you get my point. Um, besides that, then we have the white, him not wanting me to get married to anybody here who's of a good heart, who can get this out, who I can get justice to. And people now finding out that he's a snake, him and my elder brother, the steps, and for my own part too, I don't know how many people were involved, but everything is sketchy, but I can always pinpoint my dad and my elder brother. My, my, you know, my, my, my own side of the family, I don't really know how many are involved. And I'll say for love's sakes, I don't want to mention names too directly. You know what I mean? Even, even though I have a clue that I'm, I'm sure of what I know. But let's leave, let me act stupid and say until I get hard evidence from my own side of the clan. But um, that's one of the reasons why they do not want me. Because even till today, even till yesterday, I sleep. You know, it's sex in the dream or some funny shit insinuating passion with somebody in my family or for my extended family. So all that is like a message that, um, you know, like, fuck it. Don't look for justice. Don't seek anybody here to get married to. Come back home and let's get someone. And meanwhile... The girl who I'm interested in here, who I cannot seem to find any kind of, of, you know, want or desire for any woman over her, I still can't get anywhere because they're fighting to make sure both of us don't come together, frustrating me mentally. And people think maybe it's me who is this womanizer. That's why she can't, you know, or maybe I'm hot-tempered and aggressive towards her. And may, I think that's one of her assumptions you know what i mean um you could talk about men you could talk about people being brutes you could talk about aggressors not a lady anybody who knows me will know that even from the streets not a lady i would not even treat a whore the way people would conventionally want to treat a whore and this is not me trying to get stripes. I'm just telling you how it is. This is, me. This is the fact, 100% fact. But anyways, um, moving on. This whole thing is crazy. I was talking about my foot. A few days ago, I'm going by a church. I wanted to take the pictures and put it online, but I said, no, nah, I don't want to make them look bad. Let me calm down and, you know, act okay. I'm just, you know, how are you doing? 
when I mean how are you doing, act okay. I'm talking about white folks. I'm talking about Caucasians. People who are around here and have nothing in their heart but hate. You white people, if you're listening to me, know that you are bags of shit. Pardon me. I'm not trying to sound... I love God. I love Christ. I gave myself to believing in God. Keeping a relationship. You say he's Christian. He's religious. No, it's relationship with me. When I say religion, it means duty. When I say relationship, it means interaction. You talk to somebody, he answers you. He shows you, he gives you ideas when you ask him in prayers. When he asks you for answers, he gives you or he lets you know you need to wait. That's a relationship. Look, before I made this podcast, some dude was here talking about a stomach ache and I was eating um, tar. He felt maybe um, I have that. I guess maybe he's trying to mirror what I have. No, I don't have no stomach ache. If you are listening to me because my perception is telling me that's what is happening or you wanted me to say something that that is why, that's what you need to eat to help yourself. Or, you know, I don't know if you are truth or you're part of the circus. When I mean circus, I mean Donald Trump and co. You know, white America and co, Nazis. They're all a circus. Is the way I see them because their maturity states that. A few days ago, I was passing a church. A church I see black folks there. Looks like it's controlled by black folks. Black or white, I don't give... A hoot, you know, a Boeing 747 flying fuck. It's not my business. When I'm in church, I just want to worship God. I don't go to church again because of Donald Trump, because of Teddy Atlas of Cops and Kids and of ESPN New York. I don't go to church because of Pat Russell of Chef Choice Brooklyn, because these people, for years now, I get into a church, they talk to the pastor, tell them maybe I'm a terrorist, or I'm something that is trying to be a threat to the country. So this is what they should put as their sermon towards me. They started this from Florida, New York rather, not even Florida. So they tell them what they want me to believe. Brainwashing, that's what you call it. Anyway, I go past this church again. Before I come, mind you, you know, like I said, they have um, United States military devices on my brain which is airing everywhere, everybody knows. The sad part about this is not the fact that it's just airing breach of privacy. The sad part about this is the fact that um, they can manipulate my thoughts and um, play in my brain and tell you, um, okay, see, watch what he's going to do now. He looks at women and he sees them naked or he looks at men and he sees them naked. Can you imagine that kind of nonsense? But... The bad part about this is they can engineer my thoughts to do that, actually. Why did I say so? If you're hearing me, understand now so you, you get where I'm going to. Styles of the locks, New York. You're hearing me, Brooklyn, Styles, Styles P, David Styles. If you are getting my message, in case you've been told something stupid on some gay shit, which I don't even condone. Forgive me if you're from the LGBTQ community. But, you know, we like what we like and we don't like what we don't like. I respect women. So, you know, some people say I have double standards. If a lady should come around here and they tell me she's lesbian, it doesn't matter to me. Why? Because of my respect for women. It's not, it's not being double standard. Nah. It's just my respect for women covers all of that. So I don't become 
um, injectile into what is right or wrong. I just maintain my peace, knowing, okay, she's a woman. She's the fairest sex. You treat her with respect. Treat her with care. That's the way I see ladies. It got to a point where I had to keep quiet around ladies. Most times I still do because if you don't know me, you're going to think I'm a womanizer. Well, <laughs> like I told you, my train of thought travels very, very, very fast. And in this case of retention, you're going to pardon me. Most times I have to start backtracking with a little bit of a strain. <laughs> Obviously, you can see I have a whole lot to talk about. I'm passing this church. The implant working in my head is telling people around that um, I'm coming. Like he told Styles the other time. <laughs> I didn't finish that. I've jumped again. Like he told Styles the other time. I was reading his tweets. This is somebody I dig because Styles went through a whole lot as a human being. Based on what I heard, I gathered from him, you know, coming from group homes, coming from all these places. Um, Correctional facilities at a young age. You know, seeing so much pain at a young age, I did too. So I can understand. That's why I listen to him most times. People think maybe it's just because I'm some sadist or I want to stab or beat somebody or nah, it's not that. You relate, sometimes you are driven to who has the same story with you. Stars is one of those people. I've mentioned a few of them. Stars happened happen to be one of them. I can relate with a certain part of my life growing up. I know pain very much. I was reading his tweet sometime, after adding him, that is. You know, I listened to a whole lot. Of, I, I grew up on a whole lot of New York shit. Hip-hop New York was basically what I grew up on. You know what I mean? So um, the Bad Boys, the Rockefellers, the Def Jams, uh, you know, all of them, the Wu-Tang, just the, just the New York hip-hop scene, basically, the Boogie Down Bronx thing, the Queensbridge thing, you know what I mean? The Nas thing, you know what I'm saying? But... I'm not going into that. I was reading more of Styles shit and um, lo and behold, he says something about some people who see you and they can see you naked. And it was crazy because it seemed either the U.S. military was contacting him. I don't know who he was. I think it was the cops or the U.S. military. I say this because every single black person I add on my Twitter they get in contact with them, especially from the East Coast, New York. I think it's the cops, because I've gotten hints that it is the cops. Teddy Atlas of New York, Fatana Order of the Police, Donald Trump, white supremacy in general. They give them this talk about me being gay and shit. So I'm listening to reading Styles tweets, and he says something like somebody who looks at men and sees them naked or something. And lo and behold, Somebody else's, a male's page came in and he without a shirt starts to appear in front of me. And I know that it is not me. Shit like that, naturally, it irritates me. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Because something you cannot like in your in normal state of mind and then you find yourself liking it at certain spurts. You know, when you're around certain, because they deal, these people deal with timing. They know when to con control you. It's not all the time. When they need you to be something pertinent at a certain time, they start bugging. They screw, with your, screw your mind up. Me, they fuck my mind up, basically. So Star said something like that, and I read it. And, you know, the next thing, what he said started to happen in my mind immediately. 
then he said something, you know, something kind of derogatory, thinking maybe that is who I am, what they told him. And then as they're telling him, they engineer in my mind where I am here in California, why he's in New York. Can you imagine that kind of nonsense? And they already know that people are seeing my mind. So it's like a magic show. You are giving the viewers what to see, and then you are making them believe what they see because you are manipulating what they see. Know what I mean? It's just some David Blaine bullshit going on. Um, <laughs> after that stuff, I removed Stars from my tweet. Not because Stars is anything short of a good person or a human being or a black guy, but because white people exist. The police exist. You know, it's, it's not that maybe I'm out here to kill gays or something, but like I said, and I will keep saying, it is not part of me. Especially when you are a gay male. If you're a woman, I could give, I could give three flying fucks. But when you are a man, that shit gets irritating. I see guys, even here in California, they come, they sit down next to me. When they sit down next to me, or, you know, maybe I'm in the library, they sit opposite me or they come. It happened today. Then they start mimicking me. And while they're mimicking me, maybe coughing because of phlegm. Maybe I'm coughing out phlegm. When I cough out phlegm, they're mimicking that. Or they're dressing in certain ways that they think it's color coding with me. Some law of attraction bullshit they think they got going on. The first thing that comes to my mind is this person is gay. I'm sorry if that is offensive, but that's the way I think. Like, this, this guy is gay. And I can't respect you no more. Because the first thing you are telling me is, like a man trying to woo a woman, you are coming around me because you want to get my attention on some sexual shit. It's disgusting. It is. If your homeboys, yeah, I give you pounds. It's much love. You know, we talk, we talk like homeboys. But you are coming around me as a man. I mean, I saw two dudes do that shit. One was, um, uh, what they call them, Latino. The other one was black with dreads and stuff. I'm going my dreads, by the way. So, you know, he's flutting it and sitting and coughing like me, like, you know, doing all that law of attraction shit. And you don't understand that um, I read, I perceive people from a very, very far distance. So if you are coming at me and it looks like you are coming at me on some, on some fruity, tutti fruity shit, I back off. I don't like it. It's disgusting to me because you're not the only one. They've done it to homeboys I knew back home. Some I didn't know personally. Some are just artists, rappers, rappers in Nigeria. When I say back home, I mean Nigeria. And Donald Trump and whoever it is, you know, on some gay shit, sold them that shit. And I'm straight. How do you expect me to receive you when you are coming on some gay shit? You're definitely not going to make any kind of communication with me. And even though I'm not no big shot or anything, we become enemies because of nothing. You don't understand that um, I'm not trying to be aversive. You know, I'm not trying to hide. I'm not trying to be so invasive from you. I'm just not down with that. So when I sense it, wrong or right, I keep my distance. Because seven years being called something you are not. If you're a man, you're not a wimp, you will be disgusted. But anyways, moving on, because I'm just somebody who is like totally misunderstood by people. People don't understand. People just think maybe they see things in my thoughts or they've heard things from people. 
and they do not have any idea why I do how I do. But because somebody is selling you a description and you are buying it. So you come around me, instead of you to find out, okay, this guy is not gay. Why do you now have to act gay around me? If you're, you're a guy, you're acting gay around me. You are telling me that you are throwing, a, you know, you are throwing, um, what do I call it, a bait towards me. And you are throwing it to a straight male. I lose respect for you. If you are gay and you're a guy and you are just talking on, you know, a normal, I can, yeah, I can, I mean, what the fuck? You're a human being. That's not my business. Your lifestyle, whatever choice you chose sexually is for you. But you are coming to me with friendship on some sexual tip. Nah, I'm not, I'm not digging that for real. I backtrack fast. But like we were saying, that's what happened on the Styles Matter. It happened on um, Billy Dance of MOP2 because I say that because I see some people, um, most who get carried away with that gay bullshit, they put on, you know, it's like there are some things they tell them are triggers for me. Either they put on specs or they put on some kind of colors or they come around with dreads and they start acting gay or doing some things they think maybe they're coughing or, uh, you know, just something. They think it's some law of attraction shit that would click with me or something. It's happened with a whole lot of rappers. And I deleted them from my tweet because I didn't want... I mean, come on, if they tell you somebody thinks you are a dog or thinks you are, what will I call it now, anything, a leopard, a tiger... And you sit down next to them and you're acting how you act. You would always get misunderstanding because that person is treat, tweet, treating you based on what he thinks. And then putting all those shit on tweet. And he don't know that um, you're not flowing. There's no chemistry. That shit is disgusting to you because he doesn't understand that he's offending you. He's going by something he does not know it's a lie. But some idiot sold it to him as a marketing strategy. And he does not know that all that shit is bullshit. It took some time for me to understand that I was in some kind of, uh, what I call it, championships or competition. I, I never signed no contract with nobody. I don't know nothing going on. So some people have been told, I met some girl I wanted to date some years ago here in Oakland. You know, we rocked it. Some Sarah, if you're listening to me, I'm talking about you. I was really feeling you as a person. Even though I knew you know, you mentioned Texas, so I knew exactly where you were coming from. I knew it was Trump and the police who were putting you up to that. But um, I was surprised because you said some things about, you were talking about Kanye West. Of course, you were alluding to me because they've showed you on some gimmick about, I don't know, but I won't go into that. But you get where I'm coming from, right, sir? You got on some shit, slanging some shit about some people who have a show. And instead of doing their show... They waste people's time getting angry and talking and then they stop. I never sign no contract with nobody. So if I choose to sit down and keep talking and I'm angry, understand that this is somebody who is being exploited by plantation owners, white, Caucasians, Teddy Atlas of ESPN, Pat Russell of Brooklyn, New York, Donald Trump and his Republican Party and white Caucasians, exploiting me. I'm being videoed. I never asked for no reality show around me. I'm being exploited. And from my perception now, it looks like some of my Jewish folks are even part of this whole problems. Because if they wanted to help me a long time 
and get me out of this bind I'm in, they would have done that since. I've been refused law services everywhere I went. Every single way I've gone to. Are you telling me now that a quarter of the what my Jewish folks are worth, they cannot get me out of this if they wanted to? I leave it for you who is listening to this side. Um, we know my Jewish folks are not poor, so <laughs> you get where I'm going. few days ago, I'm going past this church. They already know I'm coming because they, you know, they read my thoughts. They track me. They monitor me all around. They put groceries in front of the church. I see white. Of course, my red flag goes on because I already know that um, they are full of bullshit and they are bullshitters. They've gone as far as going to the garbage to drop poison in food I eat. And then I started having pains in my body. That shit, I think it's Russian concorded. Because why I think so, um, when they did this the last time, here in Oakland, California, while I'm going to the trash, if, in case anyone who does not understand and is wondering, why am I going to the trash? I'm going to the trash because I was going to see someone I was trying to be in a relationship with, a beautiful black female at Atlanta. And on going to, an, at, to Atlanta, my greyhound went over to Texas, border town, went over to the gates, the border gates. I got stopped by immigration, got jailed for three months. While I was jailed, I wanted to do this in another episode, but since I've come to the issue, I better say it out. While I was jailed, I was being offered food that was poisoned by Donald Trump. They put stuff in there that changes your, it changes shit in your body. I'm not a scientist, you know, your cells, some things in your body as a man. And um, fucks with your head and whatever sexual part of you in your brains or wherever it is. I don't know. I'm not no scientist. I can't go into the nitty gritty of how that shit works. But after they do it to you, it's like a, you start to hallucinate. When I say hallucinate, you start to read. Your thought process starts to go deeper than a human is supposed to. And in this case, it's on the sexual part. So now it's fucking with you, be it a woman is in front of you or a man is in front of you. The moment they put that shit in your food, when I say my food now, while I was going to the, while I was in jail, in the, you know, my tray, they put it in my juice, or they could starve me for some days, give me, you know, give me small portion. And then when I go for the next time, you know, um, to go eat, they send somebody to come give me juice. I'm starving. What will I do? I'll take food and I drink it. I don't know it's in the orange juice. Or they inject it in my apple and I eat it. Because how do I know? The guards at Otero, New Mexico, where I was taken to, when I, where I was jailed, from Texas, in immigration jail. The guards told me there, in the jail, that they were putting food, shit in my food, and then putting guards in front of my gate. When I say they, I mean Donald Trump. I mean Teddy Atlas, I mean New York, I mean white people. They were putting shit in my food to turn me gay. And then putting guys to guard me, to always be in front of me, to bring out thoughts that might be perverted. It never worked. Why? Because it's not me. I could wrestle with my thoughts whenever they start. 
and because people saw that I was not no, you know, this ain't no slick, seisty guy. So everybody somehow, they were always trying to help me. I was there while I was in New Mexico, I, you know, Donald Trump was forcing me to train. These people, these exploitation bastards were forcing me to train in my cell, morning, night. It got to a certain extent where they kept me awake for almost a week. I was begging for sleep in my jail cell, in PC. If you know what PC means, you're not seeing anybody. You and four walls. You are not talking to anybody. You are not seeing anybody. All right. <laughs> the plot thickens. That is just a little bit of what I went through in New Mexico. I left there. And I got schooled. I now understood how white people are very wicked and hateful people. <laughs> My being now in Oakland is even something questionable because every, they're still doing the same thing here too. The same thing here. I was talking about the church. I just had to riddle you people back, back way, how I started to understand how this shit works. Because here in Oakland, one of the garbage I went to, I told you in New Mexico, I got locked up in immigration jail, trying to go see someone I was trying to get in a relationship with in Atlanta. And the judge right now has me till December before they get my case. And while it is going on, I could be jailed if I'm caught working. I'm not supposed to. I'm even under probation, basically. So there are things that they could catch me and get me in trouble with. You know what I mean? They called me a menace to society. That's what the judge called me because people told him about fights. They saw my charges and stuff. But they left other guys with about six, seven grand bond. They put 20 grand bond. I, I, got, I got bonded by $20,000. By most of the folks I met, in Chicago and some other people here who came together, put the money to get me out of jail. So, you know, I'm not trying to screw that up again. That's why I've been on my P's and Q's. I'm watching what I do. Um, I'd rather sit down, idle, not, without work, doing nothing. Even right now, where I am here, I want to leave, obviously. Um, if you're listening to me, it's one of the reasons why I want to be with you. You know who I'm talking about. You know it's you I'm talking about. You, you beautiful Barbados princess, like I call you. It's just, it's not, it's not fair or anything, but I'd rather be with you than be here in Oakland. I got nothing but love for Oakland. I call Oakland my hometown. But with what is going on, I wish I was with you, if you are listening to me. But I don't know. Maybe you don't want it to happen or whatever. I don't know. I'm not going to speak on what I do not know. But, um... Yeah, that's the reason why I go to the garbage, in case people are wondering, because some people start talking about, oh, maybe I'm lazy, or I don't want to work, or I want to get fed, I just want free shit. No, I don't want free shit. Anyone who knows me knows I like working. I like to feed myself. I don't like begging people. But the thing is, I can't do that right now because of what the judge says. And not just because of the judge, because I came back here to California to work, but because... Donald Trump and these vultures, Teddy Atlas and Pat Russell and the white supremacy, the KKK, they're watching me. They want me to slip because should in case I have justice in the court of law, they can bring this against my stay here in the United States. 
So that's, well, that's the reason why people see me walking around now. Even though I really want to work, I want to make money, I want to put something in my pocket, but I'm refusing. Anyways, um, if you hear what I'm saying, I still want to be with you. I don't want to be here. Not because I hate hair, but first of all, I do love you. And I want to be with you. Fuck this place because of the white hair. I know my black brothers won't do what this, they are making them to do. They would not. But we got white supremacy running rampant now. So everybody now is becoming a coon. I go to the garbage here. I find out that I'm, whenever I eat, there are sometimes, I, I used to go over to Alameda, the other town, where it's mainly there are white people and there are you know, Russians and people running that town. I'd get shit from the garbage and eat. Good stuff. I wake up in the morning. I find out that um, because my hand is healing, there's a hand that, a wound that I got. I sustained an injury punching someone. A fight they set up, they incited, first of all. Since then, my bone never healed. Why? Because um, if you understand the chemistry, how our body works, in, in between bones, we have little holes. This is where they said um, we get all this calcium deposit. You know, we get, um, well, calcium and whatever it is that keep the bones strong in those little holes in between the bones. These people fed, they, they administer some kind of poison Whatever I want to eat, whatever I eat, because there are two types. Either it's the type they're administering to you to start changing your vision and programming your brain on some homosexual shit, or they programming something to bring pain in your body. Well, as it is, the one they were programming at that point, because they programmed the homosexual shit, because they, when they think they can force you to be attracted to a man, of course, now he doesn't have papers. Maybe if he's a desperado, he's going to do that and look for marriage. Can you imagine that kind of nonsense for a black guy like me from Africa to be looking for a man to get married to? It's coming out of my mouth. I'm laughing here. If that doesn't work and they see that I'm not still ceding to the demands, they put the one that start making my bones break. And they tell me to my face, like today, they told me they have, you know, Donald Trump knows all of these construction contractors. So many of them are his friends. Most of them who are building all the skyscrapers here in um, Oakland, they know Donald Trump. So, you know, I'm passing by the road, they're talking shit. Today they were saying, you know, they're mimicking my hand. Say, oh, we thought you were Iron Man. They were laughing. My hand has not healed since how many months from an injury? Not because I'm not eating good, even though I'm eating from the trash, but because... Most of that thing, like I told you, the holes that we have in the bones are still lodging some of the chemicals that they've been feeding me in my water, in my food, in the fruits I eat. That's why I've not been able to heal till now. Oh, I'm healing slowly. I had a leg sprain three days ago. I was talking about a church I was passing the other day and they dumped groceries in front of it. Some white dudes. My red flag went up the moment I saw that because I knew that I'm okay. Okay, here we go again. It seems it's poison. But to a certain extent, inside of me, it takes a lot to put fear in me because of my belief in God. So I always believe whatever it is, I will come out safe. Even though my heart was telling me, my head was telling me, do not touch it. I say, no, whatever. Let them do their worst, you know. 
You know, I, I treat them with respect. I got no bias against them or anything. But I didn't know it was the same shit. They give me cheese to eat. I have a sprain in my, I just sprained my leg a little bit. I started developing pains. 20 or 30 minutes after eating the shit they gave me. In front of a church. So, you know, it looks all glorious and holy. And there's a black guy who comes out of the church. Maybe a preacher or something. Something tells me he probably used to be in the U.S. military. And he's some, one of the people they either have brainwashed that I'm a terrorist or he's part of the program. So seeing him come out of the church and telling me, oh, you are safe, you're in good hands, I feel okay. I eat the food. I don't know that um, that shit is poison. Why do I confirm now it's poison? Because after eating that food, I started complaining. I'll call it complaint because that's what everybody calls when they hear me talking. They say I'm complaining. I go into the library today. I still feel the pain. Three days. The strain is still, you know, the pain is still there, heavy. I pray a little bit. My mind, something tells me in my heart, go and eat Eat the carbon you have. I, I started burning wood because I knew it purifies blood. It draws out some kind of foreign substance from your blood. I don't know if it's all, but at least it does it to a substantial level. It helps. So I had to start burning. That's the only way I could save myself. If not, maybe I probably wouldn't be working right now. My whole cartilages would have been dead. They've been feeding me poison. So I burned the wood, take the carbon and eat the tar, the charcoal and eat. So that stuff has been drawing out most of the poison they've been feeding my body with. How did I know that it was Russia? Because the first day I did this and saw the positive improvement in my body, they got me programmed through this um, implant in my head. I went to Twitter because when they put it in your head, they direct you to what they want you to read. I went, they directed me to Twitter. I think Twitter or Facebook and start putting news about Vladimir Putin, the Russian president, his daughter. And they put his picture. Of course, they understand what they're telling me to do, to chase. Because they do it with everybody. If you're listening and you don't believe, well, it's okay. I've been in my body longer than you have known me. So I know what I'm telling you. It's one very fucking big conspiracy here with white people. The KKK, Russians, Donald Trump, all these people. Well, after eating this thing, and my, I'll call it my spirit. Of course, many people don't really believe in Christianity. So if I said the Holy Ghost, someone would say I'm talking shit. My spirit tells me, go and eat that charcoal. They're feeding you that same shit. That's what you ate. It's not pain. You sprained your knee quite well. That's true. But they are feeding you poison. Because I remember the same shit the guy told me this morning when he said, we thought you were Iron Man. Because they know that I'm feeling pain in my body. They, they know everywhere where I'm feeling. Whenever I'm feeling pain anywhere, they know immediately. All right. The moment I remember this from what the dude told me this morning, I had to confirm, okay, this spirit that's telling me it's true. I go and eat it. Then um, from what I, you know, my experience and a little bit of knowledge, I walk around because I know that um, it's going to start, you know, making the blood do its cycles and delivering the tar that's in my stomach. The moment I start walking around and stuff. Five minutes just after walking, not even up to five minutes, the pain disappeared. Can you imagine a pain of three days? Just disappeared now. I wasn't praying over shit. Nothing. The pain disappeared from this, this pain I thought I had in my feet. Disappeared. Like I was saying in the, the podcast, 
that cut off because like I said, I have a whole lot to say here. It's still the same thing that's been going on. This was just so those who are listening to me can understand what I'm going through here. How these idiots go into the garbage and throw poison or poison groceries and leave it by the side for me to eat. They're still doing the same shit. But it's more about how you, my fellow black kin folks, see me and think maybe I'm being evasive. I don't like, you know, maybe I think I'm too big for you people. Or I don't like listening to you people when you are talking to me. Or I react negatively or aggressively towards you people when you come around me. The summary of all of this is, I don't know who is who. That's why I can't even just date anybody I have to date. I have to be selective. People think, oh, he's picky. No, he's not picky. He's being cautious, super cautious. If you were being chased by Caucasian racist hating bastards, I think you would be, and even much more. Especially when you find out that uh, your family has told them too much where you cannot even be too safe again. They've given them too much information. Your family put too much on the drop outside. You're not sure of nobody again. Black in folks come. I don't know. I can only trust the few that I feel they have their name enough with some kind of credibility where I feel, okay, this person now is a go. Maybe that's why I'm so much in love with who I'm in love with because I don't think anything in my head will tell me that she's a coon and she could pull a shank on me. Even though they really fucking with my head each time I try making something come off our relationship together. So, you know, even as it is right now, we don't really have anything going. I'm still trying my best to see how something could come forth. I hope you get this message in part. I hope those who are on the streets, those who think I'm a bluff, who think I'm a snob, who think maybe I think I'm something that I'm not, I'm some star or something. No, it's not such. The truth is I'm not down with white America. I want my black folks. If you're listening to me, I want to be with you. I want to hear you. I want to see you. I want to talk with you. I don't know how that's going to happen. I don't know how that's going to be possible. But if by any chance you can get this podcast, because since now I've heard that I'm talking to you now, I've been, I've been silenced. You are not getting my message. You don't know what is going on. If by any chance you hear me, like I always say, come through. It'd be nice. If you need to send someone with a car to come get me and let him tell me to get in, I don't, I don't you, of course, you know me. Whoever is coming, if you're coming on some different tip, you better be scared of yourself than I have to be scared of you. That's not going to shake me. It's none. You know what I mean? So if you're listening to me, just to give you a little bit of an understanding of what is going on here, since, like what I've heard, you are not hearing anything again that's coming from my side. And I've been waiting. I'm still waiting to hear from you. I've sent messages. I don't know what else to do. But um, this was just a little bit of a shimmy here and there. I just said, let me leave out some sound bites. When I can sit down actually and talk about my going to state and some other episodes that have been happening before now, I will do that. But, you know, um, this is just a shout out basically to you and other black folks who have now found out that um, you are not listening. You can't hear me again. This whites have cut off 
the mic or whatever it is, or they allow it when they want and they censor it when they don't. Know what I mean? So if you get my point, the boy is still all for you here. It's still fuck white America to me. Nothing has changed. It is still fuck white America to me. That's just about it, though. Maybe I could talk some other time. I lose interest in talking nowadays because there are too many details and I would not be so very much formative when I'm talking because I'm going to be going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Mind you, my retention is still not what it used to be since that accident where they almost killed me in Las Vegas. And with this stuff they have in my brain again, too, they still program me which I would go in details about how I, you know, some other day, maybe. But for now, it's just more of a shout out to you. If you're hearing me, I hope you get my message. And to other blacks, too, who were misconstrued about how I behave or why I stay to myself or why I'm cautious about talking to anybody. There are too many snakes, rats, and cats out there. I don't know who is the real thing. This is the best I can do to ensure my own safety. Not that I'm scared. But I don't want to keep looking like a fool each time, falling to the same booby trap. So it is just what it is. <sighs> okay, one, two, one, two. Um, I'm on the mic again. I came here as an athlete. It looks like I'm learning good skills. I'm digging it. All right. Um, well, before I even kick this off, because I was about to start talking about, uh, three famous bitches, you know what I mean? Uh, Italian, Irish, and, of course, our grandest German bitch in the White House, constituting a nuisance. Um, and some good, should I say some, um, good men and women of the police force scattered around the country because i don't think anybody in the police force is um a nuisance so our good german and um our good women and men of the police force here in the united states um and every other law enforcement that has become a dog to that german bitch in the white house who has even some jewish people causing confusion not now i don't really know how many people i'm dealing with but before i go on that one um i want to give a shout out to a beautiful beautiful black caribbean i don't know what's bargain but they called her bargain so i'll say bargain princess like i call her um i want to just take a few minutes to thank her for everything and her whole family you know what i mean her friends and stuff but uh with that being said, I want to say something too. Um, I'm not no marriage counselor or anything. I just have, maybe I'd say it's a gift from God to dissect situations, understand things. They called it discernment of spirit. I don't know what the fuck that means. But anyways, um, like I was saying, I'm saying this because I'm in love with this woman, madly in love, like he's going he could kill somebody because of her type of being in love now i'm talking about but um i'll flip that shit though um it's not shit that way pardon me um i'm in a very bad mood so pardon me i might just be scatterbrained today as usual and shooting left right and center but right now i'm not talking about killing or shooting or nobody i just want to say something before i continue what i mean this podcast to be it's talking about relationships 
And like I said, I'm not trying to be no marriage counselor or nothing, but um, I believe this shit is important. Very. Why? Because I've seen. I've seen my mother stabbed in front of me, pistol whipped in front of me, repeatedly dragged, beaten up, made naked, running down the street with her blood, with her skull cracked open, with her body cut up. So it's pertinent to me that I carry women with a certain grace. I'm probably sure a whole lot of guys on the machismo thing are going to feel very bad about what the fuck I'm saying, but it is i take it very important because of what i saw you know what i mean and at the same time it's a problem because when a woman and i have a misunderstanding and they start going volatile it leaves me all dumb done up dumb because you know i can't do nothing then just look at you and walk away with that being said like i was saying when a man and a woman like or love themselves love L-O-V-E, you know, they're like a, and they come together for something beautiful. Pardon me if the wind velocity is going to fuck with this. I'm sitting by the roadside, close to the cameras of my sponsors. Hi, you know, so they could see me and shit. Um, like I was saying, though, they're motherfuckers. Um, like I said, I want them to see me. The motherfuckers are making something very, very ignored, which is not good. Love is love. I don't care. If you are a macho man, don't fall in love. Shut the fuck up. Keep moving. Don't mess up a woman's life just because. Know what I mean? So, like I was saying, though, um, when, you, when, when you're in love with a woman, right, and I'm not talking to the guys this time, though I would like to. Let's talk about the women. When you're in love with the woman, there's something that should be understood here. And I, I believe all ladies should please fill me out on this one. I might be wrong, but I'm speaking from my perspective. I was never fortunate enough to become an adult. You know what I mean? And then talk to my moms. You know, learn a few things. Probably I'll be able to handle women nowadays. Because I really don't, you know, being a hustler and being the way I grew up on the streets, it was more about, you know, we fuck and you go. And I definitely, if I'm fucking you, we fuck we're not in no relationship so you can understand what what i'm talking about right there but at the same time too i wasn't really somebody who was given to sensual if you are not somebody i'm in love with i think that like i said is fuck that's not making love i really want to have something i enjoy with somebody all night if i'm in love with you if a woman i think comes in a relationship with a man it's kind of crazy there's something that most ladies don't understand it's not nice it, it's it's you it causes friction and then you don't understand what you are doing i've seen it in somebody um i don't know if it'd be nice no i probably leave her name out she's um she's a model she she has um a shoe line i think um that go by the name of the woman sex i won't mention her name um i saw an interview i have a discernment of spirit a little bit on what happened because i saw an interview when she was going out with somebody who almost got deported anybody who's listening to me would make sense out of what i'm saying she was going out with a guy who later when they broke out 
I think he nearly got deported. But he's, you know, he's, I don't really know his situation right now. But anyways, I can remember her talking about how when they started, he was all, you know, very loving, playful, and if I may, childish a little bit, you know. And then until later, he started getting all tough and stuff on her. It is not the guy's fault. Do not blame when you see men who start loving you, there's something women should not do. Do not do this. Do not love someone and start to hate on the innocence of that love. It's not good. You are going to cause trouble for you. And this is coming from a dude who was stone fucking cold. God be my witness if I'm lying. This is coming from a dude who was stone fucking cold. And I'm talking about myself. I know what it is to treat a woman right. I would not have it any other way. But there's something in a man. It's called pride. God put it there for a reason. For our existence. For our survival. Against everything. Because he had already put us to subdue nature. Subdue the world. So we had to have pride to be strong enough to do that. It's not a mistake. When a man is in love with you. And you see him all lovey-dovey. You know, playful, dancing and you know happy childish honestly i'm not trying to make my make a case for myself but that shit put my you know it came up in my heart this morning because i remember like the interview i just mentioned about this model i'm talking about and the rapper she was dating and how she talked about how their relationship broke that's what happened my pops and my mom's right I saw disaster coming up. My mom's was the first person I ever saw get pistol whipped in front of me. Know what I mean? So, if you were talking about being in a relationship with somebody, you are going to make that person what you want. Believe you me, if you start out giving love, you're going to get love. Everybody knows that. If you come through hardcore, you are definitely, it's definitely going to soil the whole thing. And we'll be tied you if it's something beautiful. Who are you going to blame? Situation? My mom's was in a relationship with my dad. And I remember how I was just thinking about this shit this morning. And um, my mom's was a very stubborn person. My dad, there were two nuclear bombs. Now, I mean, nuclear warheads in a marriage. And you can imagine what can happen. Two stubborn people. One does not want to give out for the other. And what you don't understand is, if you're a man disrespecting your wife, the world cannot respect your wife. If you're a woman disrespecting your husband, the world cannot respect your husband. So you do not have a family. You just have somebody who is subordinate to one, the other person. It's crappy. It's going to fuck your kids up in the head mentally later in life. I bet you. My moms and my pops, I can remember some time back, years when... They would they be talking about um they let that slip. They didn't actually tell me straight hand. But I can remember a certain point where it seemed like my dad was trying to I don't know to, to a certain extent he probably was afraid of my mom or something. I don't I don't know. I'm not gonna talk on what I do not know. But um the whole thing went like a man who was seriously in love, you know, being all lovey dovey, soft, you know. I don't know, maybe it's a lie, maybe I don't know the whole story. Then my mother, being a tiger, my mother was a fighter. Everybody knows. I know. My mother was always fight. She, I mean, she tells me. She tells us that shit. Like when my dad was in, playing her, like she said. 
she'd go to the chick's house and go ringing bottles. You know what they ring? What they means ring bottles. Stand from outside and throw glass bottles into the balcony. My mom was hardcore. I'm talking street fighter from birth. I think it's because of her I'm a boxer today. Because of my mother. Imagine bringing that kind of character into your marriage. Because I love my mom. I know what she died of. And it was more of um, domestic violence, right? Heart attack. But at the same time, too, it makes me think, why did the man become what he did? Because you, 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 you downplayed the, the, the pureness, the innocence, the cuddleness of a man, someone being in love with you. And you, you know, you, you, you see, you, you, you're in a relationship with a guy and you underrate the love he has for you. It's like, you you are soft. I want to see you gangster. What do you expect? You want a gangster to wait to love you. Because the gangster love. That's crazy. You know what I mean? So, anyway, what I'm just saying is, girls, if you happen to have a guy who can humble himself enough to give you something innocent, I'm nothing. This has nothing to do with me, but I'm just saying the truth. If you are lucky enough to have somebody who can give you love in all innocence, don't downplay that shit and call it childish, especially if he's a street dude. You are go- it, it looks like you're testing him. It looks like you're making him become something that would never let the relationship work. But that's just my opinion. You don't have to take it because I've seen it happen. I've seen it turn men into beasts because they think somebody is um, daring them. And then they forget that um, a relationship is not about measuring dick. It's not about seeing who's tougher. It's love. Love is love. There ain't no hardcore. Love is love. That's just what it is. But anyways, um, forget that I said that. It's just an you know affair of the heart thing. I just put that out. What I was trying to speak about, as usual, are my normal tormentors. When I say my normal tormentors, anybody who's listened to my podcast before knows what the fuck I'm talking about. Donald John John, bitch ass Trump. The Nazi German, bitch ass Pat Russell, bitch ass Teddy Atlas, the three bitches, the three wise bitches from the East, if I may. The three wise bitches from the East. Um, where did I leave? I think I left off from the accident in Las Vegas, right? The accident in Las Vegas where they set me up in an auto accident and um, had military implants that is supposed to only be used on United States soldiers and have this thing still in my skull and made a tv show or some stupid ass circus reality shit out of it and have been making money off me while leaving me as a slave on the street destroying my career marketing me to the public as a gay which i'm not destroying relationships almost i mean what got me pissed off again was because they got into another usual one with who the latest person now that I'm trying to be in a relationship with. So, of course, you know, um, it's just a courtesy call to let this motherfuckers know that um, you've taken seven years of my life. Bitch ass motherfuck you and the hole you came from. If you think there's any iota of fear for you people here, bring it. Whatever you want, knife, guns, bullet wounds, bring it. God punish all of you and your families. Pat Russell, Donald Trump, Teddy Atlas, and whoever else you have 
on my ass, running my life down. Look, I was talking about how um, they got me implanted, put me in an auto accident, and wanted to use me as a boxing slave. I mean, I'm not even going to say boxing slave because this is far beyond just when I'm in the ring. When I'm out of the ring, these people are controlling me. They bring out insight lost in me, insight lost for me, between me and who they want to choose to control me. Because before, they had me in a situation where they wanted to put, and they actually were successful. So I guess I better kick off the story. Let me not do a periscope or, you know, microscopic view of the whole thing. After the accident where they got me implanted in Las Vegas in the hospital, without my knowledge, I left to New York after leaving Leandro, Leandro's house in Las Vegas. And um, going over to New York, though, because I didn't have anywhere to go. These people hacked my computer. Every message that I was sending to everybody I was sending in Craigslist was hacked. They were redirecting it. So they were stopping me from getting jobs like they are still doing now. Stopping me from, I mean, every single thing was blocked. Unless I'm being videotaped. And of course, that means they're making money off me, right? So having nowhere to go, having no family to call on. Because of course, my family in Atlanta here were already, I don't know if I should say scared of them or just in co-op with them. But for all intents and purposes, I know that they knew what was going on. And they probably had already collected money from these people. So, anyways, I leave there. I go back to New York. Because I didn't know where to, these people had everything blocked. Everything blocked. I mean, I walked. I used a bicycle to go around the whole of the city of Pensacola. Just to look for a job. Years back before this accident. So, you can see how crazy this whole shit has been. And right now... We're not just talking about only Donald Trump. He has so many people involved in this that um, even my Jewish folks, I don't know who to trust no more because that's what he's made. Do you know, does anybody in the United States know how they catch rabbits? I'll teach you a little bit of how they catch rabbits or bush rats back home in Nigeria. Because I grew up in the country, so I know a little bit of dirt. You go to a hole where a bush rat or a rabbit is, and you set fire because they normally have like two or three depending on the outlets that they dug you set fire in all of them and when you set fire at the entry you start to blow the smoke down the rabbit hole or the bush rat whatever the rodent is start blowing the smoke back and while you're blowing the smoke back what does it do it has no way it can't dig its way up so it's only going to use what it's been educated to do to use what do I mean? It's going to use what it's already dug. This holes it's dug in the ground. And then it's going to seek one. It, it definitely is going to run against the fire. Because it knows it's going to die if it stays in that hole. So that is exactly what they were doing to me. Rabbit catching. Make where I'm staying hard for me. So I return back to them for help. Since I have no other... Uh, what will I call it now? Exit. I have no other safe way. I have no other way, basically. So, them cats are crazy. Them cats, they, they wild. I mean, they've been doing this thing since. Um, when that, that is why I tell people that uh, the hardest thing that you can do is 
convince somebody who has already been convinced that another person's race is lesser than their own or their race is more supreme of course you know what i'm defining here i'm defining supremacy here of course when we say supremacy we're talking about white supremacy right so <laughs> this dude had me coming back to new york because i couldn't go nowhere i lost my job oh no i didn't lose my job they took the job away from me in las vegas every single place i done been at they took the job um <laughs> then i come back to new york what the fuck happened we start all over again but at that point in time i'm on the streets because i didn't just go back i called uh, pat russell they my boss the italian bitch my former boss of chef church new york brooklyn having nowhere to go i hollered at him yo you think you get me a job I got out of an accident. I don't know where to go. I don't know who to ask. You're hefe, you're hefe, big hefe in Brooklyn. They know you. Um, you could always give me a house. You could give me a job. You know, I came back down to Chef Shores to see him. Everybody was, uh, you know, there was a little bit of malice in the air. I could see that um, he had already spoiled my character and my being over in the company. So people I used to know didn't even want to look at me. I mean, in his office, telling him what it is, you know, telling him about everything. Um, he talks to, because he actually welcomed me. I won't be a bitch. He actually welcomed me and told me, you know, um, okay, it's okay. What has happened has happened. You screwed up. I didn't do nothing to be to be to be factual, because let me talk about him making that statement. You screwed up. While I was here in California, busy running for my life, busy running for my life. While I was here in California. I was in Oakland looking for a job. Nobody gave me. I didn't understand what was happening. I thought it was just a demography, you know, the location. But later I thought it was just, you know, occupational shit at that point in time. Maybe it's seasonal thing. They go and change in a better season. That was a lie. There was no seasonal shit going on there. It was still the same German influence, ADLH. If you don't know what ADLH means, I'm talking about the people who own, uh, what do they call it? Man, uh, oh God! I think the name of the company will come soon. I, I I can't hold that. I didn't. I can't hold that company in my head about this dumb motherfuckers who did this. Um, them schoolboys, I call them schoolboys, told me to my face that they're doing what President Obama's administration did to them. I'm not a politician. Motherfuck you. I'm not a politician. I'm not running for office. I don't have any intent to, in, you know, unless maybe God says I would lead people. What the fuck do I have to do with the Democrat, you know, the uh, uh, DNC in the United uh, States? They said it's what the Obama administration did to them that they're doing to me now. So I'm being punished for doing nothing. Okay, back to me sitting down in front of pat russell in brooklyn new york and i'm talking with him and pat russell starts talking shit about um well you screwed up but um it's okay what do you want me to do for you i say man look if you can help me with because you know me I'm, I'm straight up you help me i want to pay back i really don't like freebies except you are somebody i know you're not somebody who's going to put me under your grace and start using me. 
because we know what this life is. People give you something free, you suffer for it, you lose your self-respect. That's why I hardly know how to beg. All right, we start doing this bullshit. He gives me, I think it was 400 or 450 or $500. I can't really remember, or 300 But he gives me this dough and um, tells me, all right, keep in touch. Tell me where you set up shop. Of course, what was supposed to go down was a remix of all that had happened that made me leave Brooklyn, Chef Choice. I say, okay, I'm going to get back to you. Let me just put myself in order. Good. I got 500 bucks in my pocket, right? I am on the street. And mind you, this is the first time ever I'm even getting to understand what shelters look like. Because I come from Africa. Ask anyone from a third world country. You do not work. You do not eat. That's how we roll back there. We don't have social security. We don't have all of this. It's good. Don't, don't, you know, don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to down the fact that you guys have it here. It's good. It's made life easy. If I was a president, I probably would initiate it, right? But the way this whole bullshit is going is I'm now in Brooklyn. I go back on the streets trying to hustle and stuff, forgetting that uh, these same people even though they helped me, because, you know, me, I'm always looking at, like, family, family, family. And the deal was, you know, I'll try and re-up. He's like, no, 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 forget about it. Just, you know, hold it down. Keep it in your pocket and do something. I say, okay, no problem. I'm on the streets. Uh, it's on a Sunday. I run into some, for that was in Manhattan. I run into some folks. They're sitting in the park talking and shit. And I'm looking at this chick amongst them. I didn't really take notice. She's a white chick. And you know me, I'm not racist. White, black, whatever. As long as you got a good heart, I'll kick it with you. You reason with me, I reason with you. It's basically my way of life. They're sitting down there and they're talking, right? Um, so what happens? The next thing, she comes. And then uh, she gets up, you know, amongst all of them. I mean, it's not like it's any supernatural deal or shit. But for... For you to come across girls sitting around dudes that most of them are gangsters or, you know, most of the folks I was rolling with, they're all street dudes. And you know how it is. Girls always like to look tough around tough guys, right? Nobody wants to look like they butter and shit. So she gets up and talks about it's a Sunday and um, they tell her what's going on. She says she wants to go to church. She, she's, in, she's, she's late. You know, and she gets up, you know, and, you know, she's just friendly with everybody and shit. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm feeling the whole thing. It wasn't, I, I wouldn't say physically. I mean, yeah, physically, she has a good body, even though she was fat. But she's not really like the most outstanding person you pick out in a crowd. But the truth was that physically, this girl was beautiful, you know. Um, she had that hot spark if I may call it, hot spark, you know, something you see inside of a person and you can say, damn, it overtakes how they look. And I'm talking about, and I'm somebody who I've dealt with. I mean, I'm a street dude. I've seen all of it. Pimps, hoes, every single thing. I've stayed with every single person. I've been friends with everybody. Murderers, pimps, prostitutes, everybody. But there was one thing about, there's one thing about me Every dirt that I see, I never, ever left being what I saw on the street. And I'm not trying to brag or give myself no stars. I ain't getting paid for this. Now I'm talking about... I see this chick and she's there and she's getting up. She's talking about God. And, you know, it made me respect her. Like, man, this person has to be real right here. That's a good heart. 
follow her. Long story short, we, you know, we talk. She goes to the toilet to change, and I'm chasing her, like, damn, nah. I didn't see this chick, and the first thing that came into my mind was, I want to date. I saw this chick, and the first thing that came into my mind was, nah, this is my wife. Mind you, I'm somebody who's been to three states. I've gone to churches. I've seen them girls there, the so-called good girls. And you can imagine, after, was it three years? Four years, I don't, I can't remember how many years. I could not, at that point in time, find somebody who seemed like the right person. You know what I mean? So the way this girl carried herself and stuff, initially people were thinking maybe I was looking for a country girl to get married to <laughs> because I was looking for somebody who was humble and stuff. I said, no, it's about the heart. They still got humble girls in the city. It ain't about country girls and shit. Most of the wildest girls I've done seen were country girls, like uh, Jackie. The one day locked me up in Pentacola to stay with. So, anyways, you know, we kick it, we talk. She's very, very humble and stuff. Um, we start talking, she's telling me everything that it looks like I want to hear. Everything that I, I want to hear, not everything that I want, everything that I want to hear. And at that point in time, I'm not even knowing what is going on. That This is just another setup by New York, by the Irish bitch, Pat Russell. Um, to the Atlas, the Italian bitch, Pat Russell, and the German bitch, Donald Trump. I didn't know this whole thing was a sponsored event. So, you know, we talk, um, we start kicking in. I tell her all my aspirations and stuff. And being a straight up dude, I'm going to open all my heart, talk about every single thing. I start to tell her everything, all my dreams and shit, you know, things that I want to accomplish in life and what I'm going for. Over the subsequent days, you know, over the preceding days, we start, you know, getting close and, you know, it's looking official. Um, I'm being played. Little did I know, I'm being played. I don't know who's running the show, but I'm being played, obviously. Um, because these people already had enough details from my family. Mind you, my family sold me out to slavery to these people, like I've said, just in case you hear me for the first time. Uh, so all the way from Africa, and the mic is still in my mouth. I'm looking at this girl. The only impediment, to be honest, was her weight. I was thinking in my heart, ah, oh, man, I know me. You know, as much as I love that person inside, I want to love that person outside. You know what I mean? And with her weight, the way she's looking, I don't know, man, it might be a task. But I was willing to work with it if she actually wanted it. I wasn't willing to go into a relationship where I want to force somebody to look a certain way. To me, marriage is about if it's what you want, then you go for it. You don't, you know, it's, it's kind of hard when you see somebody and you start talking about getting into a relationship with them and chiseling them into shape. That shit causes friction. And, you know, eventually the whole thing falls out or you find a guy who's cheating and just making life hard for some girl who did not know that she needed to look a certain way before they got into a relationship. You know, so I tell her all this shit and tell her the impediment, why I think, I don't think our life might pan out right with the way she's looking, you know. It, that, and it's not, the way she's, it's not just about her physical looks because I understand when you see somebody at that age, she was 20, what, 25, 26, I'm not too, 27, 28, I can't, I'm not too exact on the age she was when we got married. But um, I'm looking at her and letting her understand that um, she might just be thinking I'm looking for, you know, tits, ass and all that. Nah, 
yes you have teeth you have that all that we we agree we can see it but the truth is you are not fat because you just love food you love food as a symptom of something that majority it's something negative something you've been through in life and i never knew this girl's story when i was telling her all of this right until later she starts to tell me how she was abused by her pops I don't know if it's a step pops or real pops. When I say abused, I mean sexually, you know, maybe repeatedly over time. You know what I mean? So I, th I guess it took a toll on her and the way she carried herself. And, you know, that's where he got all that weight and all that shit. I say, okay, no problem. Um, look, the only thing I'm looking forward to is, are you going to be straightforward with me? Are you going to love me unconditionally? I'm just looking for you to keep it 100 with me. And that is all. I don't need nothing from you. Just be honest. Let me love you in all honesty and be honest with me. That's all I ask from her, right? <laughs> so, you know, she starts telling me anything. Where are you coming from? She says she's from, she stayed in Manhattan. She stayed in Queens. She stayed uptown. And um, she stayed with some men. It was later I got to find out that they were married. But, um... The other one, she stayed in the Bronx as well, too. I think that one was a hustler. You know, he was, he was pushing. Probably she was bagging his dough or bagging the drugs. I don't know which, but, you know, she it was sketchy. I didn't really go into details because, you know, if I don't want you to judge me, why would I judge you? So I, I wasn't, call me stupid, but I wasn't asking questions too much because I know that um, I myself, I come from a rough past. If I have to be so skeletal with you, would you accept me? All I'm asking is, I've turned a new leaf. I'm who I am. I don't have no bad rap around me. Take me as I am. Let's move forward into the future. Fuck my past. It's dead. So that's, I, I took on the same terms I was expecting myself to be taken and treated too. Little did I know that I was being instru instrumented all around, orchestrated all around. We start talking on stuff and we get into an argument one day in Manhattan like four days before we got married and she says um you know she's chasing me down the streets and crying and telling me about i can't leave you because if you really love somebody you, you ought to fight for them and stuff and i would not let you go you could beat me hit me down do whatever you want but because if you love somebody you really have to stay to them and to be honest with you after the domestic violence i saw in my family my mom was the only person I saw who could stay bleeding with blood running down her head. And she's telling us, the kids, no matter what you see now, I want you to respect your father. I still love him and I won't leave him. And she, this woman died loving a man. What the fuck? So who the fuck am I to talk about being strong and not being able to take, take it? Now I'm talking about... So when this girl says what she says in Manhattan and she runs to me in the streets and she says what she says and I'm looking at it, you know, I'm flipping vibes in my head like, is she bullshitting or what? But, you know, with all due respect, man, even though both of us were in a desperate situation, we're out here on the street. She's from Portland, Oregon. She tells me about her story. She's the only one with her mom. Her other ones don't live with her mom. And um, But little did I know that she was chosen because her brother is in the United States Army because I'm putting two and two together. There's a whole lot of conspiracy that they have to always involve me with somebody who's in the government so I could be controlled well. Anyways, uh, when I will get to that point yet, it's a long story. I don't really know if I have the duration to 
take all of what I need to put on this podcast. But wherever it stops, it stops. So, we sit in here. Mind you, like I said before, I'm on the side of the road. So, if you hear automobile engines, you know what time it is. Um, <laughs> this was argument and stuff. I started asking. I even asked my homeboys who I met in the shelter on the streets right there in Manhattan. You know, tell me about this girl. And they, you know, they only talked to me once. And after talking to me, you know, none of them were sure about her. They're like, man, she's told us different stories, you know. I'm not saying this because, of course, I didn't believe him because the person I was asking was somebody who she said wanted to get in a relationship with her before. And I mean, so, you know, when I hear stuff like that, I'm a little bit sketchy. Like, you probably just wanted to fuck her. And because she didn't, of course, you're going to say shit about her, right? That's the way I'm taking it right now. So, even when all everybody told me about, to be honest, they gave me negative reports about this girl. Like, because I'm, I'm, I'm being serious. Like, yo, I really want to marry this girl. And they're like, man, uh, you know, you're your own man. I'm not going to tell you what to do. But from all we've heard, man, I don't really think it's a good choice. But I think to a certain extent, too, another reason why they probably put this girl in front of me was because, of course, she was a hustler. So, you know, when you're dealing with a hustler, they don't, there's no honor in that shit. So, you know, anybody's going to sell you down the river. So I, I guess that's why it was easy. But um, I tell her what is going on. I tell her that, I, you know, I got some kind of enemies about her. But I don't really want to scare her by going too much into details about, you know, the police and all that. And then I just wanted to be smart. Because they'd already threatened me town to town to town to town to town. And I didn't fall for it, right? So, <laughs> I'm with this girl now. And um, everybody telling me, you know, well, we don't know. Do what you want to do. We can't tell you what it is you want. All I can see in front of me ain't too looking good. But I guess it was like a week and some days. And my visa was almost running out, right? I had a choice to go back. Now I'm talking about but before then, I'd already spent that money, because I, I was supposed to be in California, but I'd already spent that money instead going to New York. So it was between go to California and go and look for the coach, Coach Hunter, Virgil Hunter, um, Andre Ward's, great Andre Ward's coach, because, you know, I respect dude a lot. It was between going there to meet him or staying in New York. You know, so... Basically, what happened is I was jeopardizing my career for love. But at the same time, let's be honest, I really don't have no career without love, right? So, I tell her what it was. I didn't hide nothing. I told her, I showed her my passport. Look, see how many days I have on this shit. My passport's going to expire in a few. Um, and I'll be deported. Or, unless I can turn up with that money and get me a plane ticket and be back home. And she sees the situation and I tell her, look, I'm not going to play you. I'm not trying to be no weasel here. Do you think you are ready for a life with me? And do you think all these things I've told you about impediments and what I see in you, do you think you can work on them? You know, because she, you know, she's like, you know, I mean, we sit, we talk about every single thing. I ain't no user. I don't know how to use people. I come straight. I like you or I don't like you. I tell you. She's telling me, you know, where are we talking all this thing through? And she's like, I've been looking for somebody, just for someone who would help me 
And um, if I just had somebody by my side, you know, I'm trying to whip my life back in shape. And, um, you know, all that good stuff. I fall for it. I say, okay, no problems. Because I, I don't want a situation where it looks like I'm forcing someone to do what they don't want to do. You know what I mean? Um, your, your upkeep, your hygiene, a whole lot of things I didn't really, I wasn't really feeling. And I told her, you know what I mean? If you don't, if you think I'm going to be somebody who is instructing you, then tell me you don't want this shit to go down. She says, no problem. Um, you know, it is what it is. As long as you go into you know, be honest and all that. I say, okay, no problem. But I didn't know she was being indoctrinated on what to tell me. So, yeah, we get married. Even on the day, a day before we got married, my heart starts to strip. You know, something starts to sing like, oh boy, are you sure you're making the right move? Because I can rem- remember, I think I got missing. Yeah, I, di- I displaced on a day before we got married. I'm like, nah, man, we're not doing this. I'm like, we're not doing this. Because I'm thinking in my head, like, there are too many red flags. But anyway, something said, man, you only live once. You know what I mean? Um, nothing is perfect. Because people have accused me a whole lot about giving people standards. <laughs> that the standards that I have as a human being are not standards that somebody else could live up to. That's what I heard. To the certain extent where they said I judge people. So, you know, I was always down for it. I said, okay, no problem. Um... It's just what I think. If you think you can dig, then okay, let's do it together. She says, okay, no problem. We go to, to be honest, we go to the law, law, you know, the high court, the whatever, whatever in Manhattan. I mean, um, marriage office. We get wedded there. She tells me what the down low is. I had some, a few moolah in my pocket, plus the one that I already had from Pat Russell. I was running around Manhattan that night, you know what I mean, trying to get a wedding because I, I mean, it's, it's a wedding. Now I'm talking about, you're getting married to somebody, what the fuck? I'm looking for, look at me, I don't even have money in my pocket to eat for the next day if that wallet disappears. And I was looking for a ring of about, I think, whatever, just a good diamond ring, 300, 400, whatever to look for. I'm saying this because thinking about the person I went through all that shit for is disgusting. And I'm running around looking for a ring of almost $400. And I don't even have a job for a fraud. A fucking fraud. But anyways, <laughs> you know, we do things for love, right? She gives me the idea like, okay, um, I think later when she got to, because I didn't tell her. It's later when she got to understand what was going on. I was like a day to it. And I said, man, we can't do this because, because we had already booked the date. And I'm like, we can't do this because I need the money. Um, no, I said, we can't do this because I could not find something within my pay grade. And she's like, no, okay, no problem. If that's the case, I see where your heart is. If we get married, we can later get a real one. Let's just buy replica, you know, replica rings. If we get married, we buy, you know, you can do whatever it is you want to do. So we go around. Of course, I'm in love. And that's just the way I, I, I is with women. I'm going to treat you right, right? So, you know, let's go down Manhattan, walking around, looking for clothes, you know. I, I don't have much, but I don't really know how much all this shit costs. So I'm asking her what you want, you know, shoes, whatever. She looks like that because, you know, her humility was stupefying. I don't know if she was putting it up, if it was acting or if it was just her. This girl never asked me for shit. Like, 
no, nah, no. Nah. It was always me. Like, no, I want you to change that shoes. I want you to buy this. I want you to look like this. I want you to look like that. And God be my witness. If I had that kind of moolah on me, heavy in my bank account, I would have done whatever she asked for. What do you want? Come, let's go shopping. I mean, I was always bugging her. I don't like what you're putting on. Let's go and get something better for you. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's do this. <laughs> Even in the shelters, I'll be going to the shelters to go pack outfits and bring back. You know, they, them rich people come around and dump some clothes. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm not talking about bad stuff. So I, I'm thinking, well, this was after we got married. I'm thinking, well, it's my wife. I bring back shoes, bring back clothes, all that stuff for her. But talking about how painful this whole bullshit was, even before this date, before we've already assigned ourselves as man and wife, I'm taking this girl's clothes, for goodness sakes, on a bicycle from Brooklyn to go to the Bronx, to go to Harlem, to go do my laundry in the shelter. I'm taking her clothes. I'm doing my laundry for her. Motherfuck me. Can you imagine that shit? Going everywhere. We're talking about an adult. A grown-ass adult, she didn't have a social security. And I'm not trying to insult or anything, but I'm just talking from pain here. She did not have a social, at least that's what she told me. I, I, something is telling me it was a front. They told her to tell me that she didn't have all these things, so I would work. Of course I would work. I don't need nobody to work for me, but they did not want me to depend on her for anything, which, of course, automatically that comes with my nature. So, we're kicking it like this. I'm doing all that shit for her. I'm going to Brooklyn for Manhattan to go work at a warehouse, cleaning the warehouse for, was it $10 an hour? And they only give me three hours. Some Italian dude, which I know they had programmed. He was working for them, for the police. Because he hated Jews. I mean, he used to tell me he hated Jews straight up. And it seems at that time, my Jewish folks... Because, you know, in case you don't know, I have some, I come from a Jewish line, basically a Jewish heritage, even though it's African. My Jewish folks, at that point in time, they start to discourage me, insult them, you know, tell me stuff about them, how they're ruining New York, owning the whole place and shit and, you know, da 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 da, da. I say, okay, no problem. Um... <laughs> I'm working for this dude, even with all the conditions, under the snow. I get paid only $30, and this job only, it's not a job, it's a gig. Meaning, when he has it, he sends me a text. So tomorrow is not a short thing, right? Dude is talking about maybe two times in a week or three times. Sometimes even once, sometimes I don't get shit. But then again, you're talking about a grown-ass man. He gets paid $30 in a week. He does not know if that $30 is going to repeat itself. I take that $30 back to my girl and give it to her. I probably would only take five because, you know, whatever you need. Then she says she has, um, you know, I, I, I start to tell her about, you don't have a phone, you don't have anything. You're just staying in the shelters, eating in the morning, drinking coffee, doing, man, come on, that's crazy. You need to carry yourself, you know. You don't even have a phone. They give him free phones, Obama phone, go get one. She says she don't have. You don't have a social security, like you don't have nothing. So now, imagine, I don't have none of these things. I'm undocumented, like the system calls me, right? I'm taking her to go get her social security. I'm taking her to the social She don't know it. I'm looking for the social security office for an American in Brooklyn, in, in Manhattan. 
I'm looking for a job for her. Taking her to her interviews. Because look, I ain't no dumb shit. Look, if I tell you I love you, I love you. This is life or death. That's the street dude I am. She has interviews. I go there with her. I'm looking for jobs for her. Shop to shop. I don't even give a fuck. I'm going on foot. All I just needed was honesty. And the whole thing was about anything you want to be, anywhere you want to go as a human being, I'm willing to go there with you. And I would fucking do it. You would see me do it. This ain't no talk. So we're doing all these things, you know. I'm pledging my life for this girl. Give her anything she needs. Working to half of my pay. I probably hold like 10 or $5. I give her the rest. <laughs> and I don't have a job. I'm not being hired. And at that point in time, she starts talking about, everybody starts to leave. Some people start to talk about they're going to North Carolina, where North Carolina is easier. I now forget that um, I have many hands in the pot. I have the NYPD. When I say the NYPD, I'm talking about Teddy Atlas. I'm talking about Pat Russell. I'm talking about Donald Trump. Then I have the KKK. I'm talking about North Carolina, you know, my former gym, still on my ass. But the thing is, right now, I don't even know if all of them were working together or independently, which I think it was independently because, you know, later I got to find out in Atlanta where the KKK sent me a message in Atlanta telling me that I should leave Pat Russell, I mean, Teddy Atlas, and I'd come to them, which, of course, what they were trying to tell me was I should come to North Carolina. The whole thing is just one twisted bitch-ass mess here. But... With the way it was going, though, nobody was, you know, I mean, it's not like they're going to send you an envelope. It's not, it ain't exactly a USPS priority mail at your doorstep. They go and use people on the streets to keep giving you this majority whining. You know, you go meet this person here, you go meet that person here. This go and talk about, oh, they're skipping town and they're going to North Carolina. You know, so they're planting seeds in your mind on what, it's, it's, it's called nudging, basically, in the English language or in the English thesaurus right they call it nudging where somebody uses systematic means to put an opinion in your mind that's what they were all doing and all this thing was constructed heavy laden i didn't know i was like hot cake at that point in time because i had that shit in my brain and mind you even at that point in time i didn't know that shit was working in my brain they were reading my thoughts they were knowing and she knew I think while I'm talking, she maybe she had headphones. I don't know how the shit works. But this girl knew what the drop was on me about. Can you imagine this shit? And this is someone who I took in blood. I mean, this is someone I almost killed. Uh, I almost killed some dude for her some days before we got... Some, some funny-looking dude like this ran up on me in the street. He said he used to be... She said he used to be her ex. I, I think it was a setup for me to beat him up on the streets. But I, you know, I already pledged myself, you know, before my grandma passed, actually. I know this shit sounds corny to people, but it's something that they already, I'd already pledged before I left, you know, my country. My grandma had already told me. A whole lot of what I'm going through here, she had told me it will happen. I, you know, but she, I mean, not directly, but she told me that um, if I come here, I shouldn't hit nobody. If it's not my normal boxing, you know, just the normal good talk, you know. I don't want you to be trouble, you know, don't fight, don't do this, don't, don't, you know, all that good talk, you know what I mean, so, but I take the woman seriously because, uh, like I say, besides my mom's, 
who raised me for a short point before her death. My grandmoms was the next person, then the street was the next, then I would say God. So this is just in the sequence of events. Shit like that happened on the streets. People were like, man, this guy's gonna kill him. I mean, I'm gonna murder this dude. I did nothing, you know what I mean? I could remember down in, in Manhattan, I was holding my fist some few inches from his face and telling, you know, really letting him, you know, my blood running down my nose where he hit me. But I let good dude go. That's probably the first person who would hit me and just go unanswered. But um, this was all because I was in love with somebody stupidly. She starts whining later about um, how she doesn't want to go. She doesn't want to stay in New York again. She wants to go to, uh, back to her state because in her state, she knows people and they go and hire her and she knows the place and they know her and it's easy and she knows she fills my head with clouds and shit. And she's selling me all that snake oil and I'm buying it. And we say, okay, no problem. We're going to do what it is we're going to do. Let's go to your state and we see what happens and shit. So, um, me and her, we leave. But at this point in time, I'd already started to hear things because there's something about discernment of spirit, like I said. If you can discern spirit, I don't know about now because my head, I'm in, I'm in planet. You know, the NYPD, the United States, they're using their satellite, whatever, Wi-Fi. I don't know how this shit works, but they distort my emotions. So I'm not really sure about God no more. I mean, these are the people who put dreams in my head when I sleep, when I'm awake. They direct me, they walk me to streets where they dump shit for me to pick. You guys don't even understand what I'm living through in this country, even till today. Before, I used to have voice to school in peace, where they can talk, they can send an order to me wherever I am, in my school, and I'm hearing it, but it's sounding in my voice. So you can never tell that you are being a robot at that point in time until shit happens. But this was what they used to do before. That voice to school, I don't think they do it now, hardcore. Like, it used to come heavy before. It's not like that anymore. But with the way this shit goes down, right, she tells me about what she's saying. At that point in time, you know, for somebody who's, you know, if you've got a good heart, you always think the next person probably has. He just don't know it or she just don't know it. But, you know, with time, they go and show you what the deal is. So I'm looking at it like, even though she's not saying it to me, probably something inside of her wants to help me, save me from these people. Even though, because then I'd already known she's being used. There were too many things that, um, like I said, when you say discernment of spirit, there are things that you can say to somebody or there are things that you don't say to somebody. I don't know how it works in other people, but it's the way it is with me. There are things that you can say or you won't say to me that I would use to know that you are lying. So she's talking about all this shit. She's selling a snake oil. I say, okay, let's go down to Portland because she starts talking about how it's easy and shit. And then I say, okay. Then we are already man and wife, right? So, you know, whatever makes wifey happy and shit. We now say, this is what, I got 5334 on my phone right now. So I think I'll probably do the subsequent, uh, I'll do, uh, what, do they, what do they call it now? other podcasts to start documenting what happened when we got to Portland, Oregon. And then, you know, I'm in back in California, I'm back in what they call it, California. So I'll talk about how, you know, city to city, because it's just one stupid long ass journey going state to state. But mind you, if you can 
by any means check out the other podcast you know i'd appreciate it so it don't just look like i'm talking i don't know what it looks like from the outside because there's just too much to talk about i can't do that in just one podcast it's a fucking long we're talking about seven years i can't do seven years in one hour so should in case anybody could actually go check out what it is that i'm saying i got i got a few things that i put on anchor now i mean anchor if, uh, anchor is um it's a podcast thing i do not know if these people allow my podcast to come up straight right because i put it there and i saw the amount of times people have listened to it but um the ones that i did earlier on they'll be like what anchor.fm slash seven hyphen eight so i'll spell it out is a-n-c-h-o-r.fm slash s-e-v-e-n hyphen e-i-g-h-t i think if anybody checks that out they probably gonna hear the rest is anchor fm anchor.fm slash seven eight hyphen eight that is a-n-c-h-o-r.fm slash s-e-v-e-n hyphen e-i-g-h-t so should anybody just think i'm tripping or you know i'm dropping too many spots in what i'm saying and i'm not really filling the gaps you could go check the earlier talk talkathons that i done did here um i don't know what my slave masters i don't know what they did to this because from what i gather anchor is in new york so for all for all intents and purposes i think they blocked people from accessing my podcast online because i noticed how many listens i got for months now i've done the other ones i stopped doing podcasts because i mean if you don't got an audience to tell what you're going through then why are you talking about it and i'm not just saying it for saying sakes i'm saying it because they deny me legal and you know medical services i cannot go to a hospital and have my x-ray done and have it handed to me wherever hospital or you know labs i go and they do the x-ray or they do the mri scans they tell me i need a lawyer can you imagine that bullshit that i need a lawyer to get back my own results so it's just some big ass bullshit that that german bitch in the white house and the nypd pat russell and irish teddy atlas of espn are all doing to just make my fucking life hard which republican politicians that they've been using now i mean so i just thought to say this out because these bitch asses were playing trips with me and somebody who i'm in love with and making me look bad you know over in oakland they've been instrumenting failures in my head i don't owe these people nothing i don't know why i'm involved with them in the first place but anyways um i guess later in the later podcast if something stupid doesn't happen after just doing this podcast i could still run up on portland oregon and then start talking about my life with the fraud who they set me up to get married to while they still videotaping my life and um, wanting me to work so when i work they could deport me so what i'm saying now does not ever ever have the chance to come to light so people don't see that i have implant military grade implants in my head right now it's all good donald trump is the bitch he is um, we'll see what happens he had already threatened me like some few hours before i did this so you know i just had to do this podcast so he would know that he's just a man with one head two hands and two feet like me too motherfuck the hole you came to you don't owe me
You made my life worse. What the fuck do you want to do? Do it. I'm waiting for you. I've seen all you can do for seven years. You can innovate it more. Bitch ass. So anyways, I'll do the rest later. I'm already getting... I get tired of talking because I've been talking for seven years and nothing has happened. But maybe later I'll do what it is I need to do and then see what happens. While they play their tricks and shit. Bitch ass.